When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's the it. Well, we know that Origin is just about to happen again. The day, Rick, they reckon it's a dead rubber, but we're talking to someone who's played for New South Wales, former Dragon, former Kangaroo, mm. Mark Gasney. He joins us on the line now. Mark, how are you this morning? Good morning, guys. Good. How are you? Yeah, mate. No, we're all good. We're looking forward to the game tonight. What's the feeling, mate, uh, for this one, given it's a dead rubber, but it's in New South Wales? Yeah, look, uh, obviously there's no dead rubbers in Origin when you're playing. Um, it's such a big occasion. It's a game that you definitely get up for. It's going to be interesting. Look, there's a lot of new faces. There's a couple of deb- debutants, uh, which is probably the best way to do it, you know, um, making your debut in um, pressure in that regard. You put a lot of pressure on yourself, but not not from the outside world. So, um, look, I think it, it's, a, it's a more mobile team. They probably haven't got as much punch, New South Wales, that is. Uh, their back three, um, they probably won't be as reliant on them. So I expect them to move the ball a lot more than what they have in the first two games. Mate, just just quickly on the changes that they've made uh, with New South Wales and the team. They've got, uh, uh, particularly in the forward pack, mate, and they've got Bradman Best coming in at centres. He's already fired a few shots towards Queensland's way. Can we predict a bit of a difference there? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, especially for a debutant. Um, look, Bradman was, uh, you know, pretty good young talent coming through the system. Well, um, you know, hopefully they can get him a bit of football. Um, it's, it's a different beast, though, Origin. It's, it's you know, you've got a lot less space. You've got a lot less time. Uh, there's a hell of a lot of, you know, inside defence that you kind of, you know, might step one, two, and you get cleaned up by a back row. So um, he seems confident in his comments in the lead up to the game, but we'll see how he goes. Climber Tungy uh, is another one. He, I think he'll go well. I think he's probably suited to Origin. He'll, he'll bring a. He probably won't be hesitant to use his skill. He's got a great offload, good footwork as well. Um, and again, as I said, they're a bit more mobile. You know, with Jake Tavoyevich mm. in the front row, um, but they just lose that little bit of punch um, in regards to putting a dent in the line and playing off the back of them. So I expect uh, probably a lot more running from dummy half. And you know, if they go with you know, start Reese Robinson or Cookie off the bench, then I expect them to play through the middle a lot more as that kind of half goes on. Yeah. Hey, and the selections during Origin, Gaz, you know, like, uh, has it been somewhat surprising they've used so many players? Um, yeah, I think it has. Look, I, I, the hardest thing is, Tone, like, if you're a coach, see, if I was coaching, then I probably would have how I want to play and then pick the players. Um, based off that, whereas I feel like they've probably had some problems in game one, then reacted to the problem that might not necessarily be there in game two, but made the changes based on that. 
So the point I'm making is it, it, you get tested as a coach when you have a theory leading into things and then you don't get the result in game one. And then you is your theory right? And then if your theory is right, well, then you shouldn't really worry too much about selections. And it's easy for me to say because I'm not under the pump every day. But you see coaches do it in pre-seasons as well. And it's regardless of whether it's league or rugby. You know, look at Eddie Jones. His results probably going to be tested now as well. So, you know, it's really hard as a coach to do all the preparation and all the hard work and play to a certain theory and, um, and a certain way that you think is going to win and then hold your nerve. And that doesn't mean blind loyalty. It just means, well, hold on. Mm. Did I achieve the way I wanted to play rather than did the opposition just blow us off the park? How do they want to play, Mark? Uh, look, Mitchell Moses, he got put in there in, in game two, didn't really get an opportunity to, to chance his arm, but he's got Cody Walker coming in, and we've seen what he's been able to do for the Rabbitohs. How do New South Wales have to play to beat this uh, Queensland side? Well, that, and that's what I'm subtly saying. I don't think they've necessarily known how exactly mm. they wanted to play. Mm. I think they kind of thought at the start in the first game, yet yeah, we want to move them around a little bit. And we want to actually play some footy. But then, you know, under a bit of fatigue and under a bit of pressure, their attack was quite clunky. Um, whereas I thought New South Wales were at their best when they were kind of playing over the advantage line and then playing off the back of it, playing back through the middle of Queensland. Queensland's really hard. Oh, sorry, Origin in general is really hard to do your pretty set plays and play around teams because defences are so honest, um, you know, and up and in your face, it is a lot harder. So you really got to kind of target those middle forwards that are under a hell of a lot of fatigue and really ask some questions of them. So, um, look, in short, I don't. I, I think they got a little bit lost on how they wanted to play, and I think that's what mm. got caught up in their results. Because you think, if I look at why they've lost the series so far, I'm probably putting it more on attack than I am defence. What, what's so special about this Queensland side? Oh, look, uh, I'm not being arrogant, but I don't think they're special. I think what they've done really well is they've bought into what Billy Slater has been preaching. And he's got a good mixture of youth as well as a little bit of experience in there. And, and, and he's really kind of themed things on what the guys are playing for. You two know just as well as I do that, you know, you're representing a lot more than just the jersey. And you need to understand what those have done before you in order to you to have the privileges to where you are currently now. No different to when I was at the Dragons or New South Wales or Australia. And we're lucky that we got taught that really well, that you're not just representing, sure, your family and everything you've been through as a kid to get there. You're representing everything that those before you have done because that's the only reason you have the privilege of being in the position you're in. So I think Billy's done that really well. So these young kids or with three or four origins, you know, look at the hammer. He's just playing out of his skin because he believes in what what he's representing. You know, he he just doesn't want to let anyone down. And young Reese Reese Walsh as well. You look at how tough he's played. You know, I'll be honest, I didn't think he had mm-hmm. it in him, and that's not being nasty. But you know, he's gone to a another level with toughness. And if you go back, it reminds me of a young Billy Slater that he'd yeah, come he in. I think it was. The, the series, and we, we had a series, his first game, and Fitzy, Craig Fitzgibbon and Nathan Imus absolutely give it to him. He went off, and a lot of people questioned his toughness and things like that. He came back bigger and better and obviously went on to do what he did. So, you know, I think he's really instilled a lot of belief in the group um, with Origin. It is, a, it is a different beast. You've got 10 days to nail it, or you get exposed. 
Yeah. Just just on there to elaborate a little bit more, uh, Billy Slater. Look, you get a sense he's got the buy-in. He's got the buy-in from the players for Freddie. Does he still have the support of his team? And you know, for Freddie, is this still all die? Oh, look, I think he does have the support of his players, without a doubt. I, I really do. Mm. I'm not just saying that because he's a mate. I think he really does. Mm. I just think the players have been a little bit undersure, unsure when they're under pressure and under fatigue about the way they mm. want to play. And you guys know when it's like that in a high-pressure environment, you know, it only takes two clunky sets and all of a sudden there's disconnect there, there's confusion, um, and you're constantly on the back foot defending a lot. And the other team actually gets confidence while your confidence diminishes. So I think Freddie still does have the support. I think they just need to be really clear in what they're doing. Um, as far as what happens after this game, win, lose or draw, I'm not sure. Um, you know, Fred, I think three losses, three series um, wins, three series losses, I think it is, Freddie's record. So um, that'll be up to New South Wales Rugby League. I think what Freddie misses is just that, um, you know, if I'm being brutally honest, that you, you need a coach that's coaching week in, week out to really help um, non-full-time coaches with the detail. You know, NRL coaching is a different beast um, is, is in regards to the detail that is required and that even day-to-day preparation, week-to-week, uh, and the lead-up and in those camps. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I really don't know. I'd purely mm. be speculating as to what comes out of it. But, um, you know, I hope Fred... I hope Fred, if he stays there, he's learned a lot from it, and I think he'll be bigger and better for it. But who knows what New South Wales Rugby League will do. Yeah, it's a million-dollar question. And, Gaz, you know, look, you've got the coach under a heap of pressure. Do you think the same could be said about uh, James Tedesco? Is his time up? No, definitely not, mate. I'm a big Teddy fan. And, again, you, 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 it's like um, I remember when, you know, Darren Lockyer, we, we won those 2004-2005 series. And I remember everyone was saying, you know, Lockyer, Siva Siva, everyone's done, get rid of them, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then Mao come in, instilled a whole different set of belief in them. And all of a sudden... You know, this, this guy that was challenged will become a legend again. So, uh, you know, T- Teddy's just been a victim of the Roosters' season and the confusion in the origin attack. Teddy's still Teddy. You know, you don't lose that overnight. So, um, no, I'm, I think he would uh, put it this way. If I was picking the team, he'd be there. Mate, what, just uh, just moving on from that, what, you know, you're obviously a, a stalwart of the St. George team and, and you've got Flano coming in there coaching them next year. What, what do you make of the, I guess, the disruptions out of your old team that's happened this year? Uh, look, I think it's been a while in the making. You know, I've uh, I had to be careful because I have a lot of respect for the club and I've told them my thoughts privately, but I think a lot of the, the position they're in now was avoidable just through different um, structures within the organisation and people in certain positions. I don't think Flano's going to fix that, and that's no disrespect to Flano. Mm. Um, but I think the the answers to the questions that probably needed to be uh, answered are more in around the structure of the administration and, and who controls what, and that's between the commercial department and the football department. So, you know, hopefully they see that. Uh, hopefully they make the appropriate changes and invest the appropriate amount of money and then the problem is once that's done, you're still, in my opinion, five to seven years away. You know, League's, league's a bit like the Titanic. When you make these changes structurally in an organisation, it takes a long time to turn around. 
and those investments into grassroots pathways and different things like that, they take about seven to ten years before you see the fruits of it. So um, they've just got to make decisions around the long haul is what I'm saying rather than trying to trying to get short-term success. Yeah, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I'm pretty sure Newcastle and the Warriors are definitely in the same boat at the moment. Um, I only asked that question about St George because you've got Ben Hunt who goes out and he plays so well for Queensland and then you've got this, this I guess, contractual issue happening. What, where do you see Ben Hunt? Do you still see him at the St George Dragons next year? Yeah, look, I do. I do. I think it just depends on if he's not there, there'll have to be something in it for the Dragons. By that, I mean... You know, the NRL's a ruthless business now as well, and if they can utilise um, to get some money out of it as well as free up salary cap space and someone's available on the market that might be a decent option, then I think it'll happen. So um, other than that, though, I-, I think he'll be the Dragons. Well, down here in New Zealand, mate, everyone's talking about the Warriors and their run. What do you make of them this year? I love it. Yeah, no, I'm. Um, I've always, you know, <laughs> time at Fox, I've always been a closet fan of the Warriors. I love the way they play, and you know, I, I think a big part of me thinks that sometimes leagues become a bit boring. It's become a bit predictable, and you know, unfortunately, coaches are incentivised for the other team. They coach for the other team to lose rather than coach for them to win. And the Warriors don't do that. You know, the Warriors have natural flair, instinct. Um, it's a bit more what they do have a little bit. Well, a lot more of this year is resilience, the ability to defend near the mm. line, defend sets. sets. Uh, Sean Johnson's form obviously helps in attack, but I think they're a lot more calculated in what they want to achieve. And more importantly, more than anything, they look like they're enjoying their football. And, you know, you hear a lot about um, the Warriors understanding the, the Polynesian culture and the, the, the mixes of culture and respecting that. And it feels like that they're all on the one page this year. From the outside looking in, they look like they're... Uh, they're a unit, and uh, I don't think it's looked like that for a long time. So the big thing is now, though, and, and one thing that's always tested the Warriors is playing not only for 26 rounds, but then getting up for the finals as well. So I hope this year is a really good year for them. I hope they go deep because the reality of it is, you know, as you guys have seen, anyone can beat anyone on the day. And Penrith, while you, you know, if you had to pick a team to win, sure, they might be up there, but they're by no means a standout like they have been the two previous years. Yeah, let's hope they can go. This talk, you know, you've had um, Abdo and Wayne Bennett come out saying bring Origin to New Zealand. Do you think that would work? Come on. Oh, it'd work, yeah, without a doubt. Anywhere you take Origin, it's going to work. The, the problems always come down to, and I remember even when I was playing, New South Wales always took what they would say is the, the, the longer-term picture and we move games to Melbourne, etc. It depends on who gives up the home game. So... You know, at this stage, it seems like they're pretty okay with um, whoever has the two games, they give one up and it's played at a neutral location. Now, the only problem comes if, um, you know, teams keep losing away on the road and people will toss up that that's a theory of why they're losing. But long story short, no, it can definitely work. You know, they're, 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 it seems like, as I said, that's going to be the blueprint. It's all a, at the end of the day, a lot of the commercial decisions are based around money and, and that will maximise that. No different to game one being played in Adelaide and you know the the, the, the league's going really well um, over in New Zealand from what I can gather so you know I think it'd be wise to take it there and you've only got to look at the percentage of Polynesian players and the Pacific Island players in the NRL and it's a no-brainer. Yeah I hope it comes down here 100% Tate we'll let, let you go but before we let you go obviously uh, you got to pick us a score mate by how much? <laughs> 
I'm going to say the Blues by 14. There you go, 13 Ooh. plus there. I'll tell you what, the punters on our show, they'll love that. That's Mark Gazzia. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Izzy and Kimby, for breakfast, Mark. You go well, Thanks, mate. Mark. My pleasure, boys. Thanks for having us. There he is, Mark Gaznia, talking all things state of O. And interesting that he's saying, Kempe, when you've got a player that's been so vocal about not enjoying his time at the Dragons, that he is confident that he is going to stay with the Dragons. Yeah, that was, one it? Like, talking about Ben Hunt and the saga. Mate, there's so much going on in the NRL at the moment. And Ben Hunt wanting out in the NRL, asking the NRL to uh, get him a release. Can't say it's happening. Nah, well, one of the things that he said, I don't know if you picked it up on it, but he actually talked a little bit about the Warriors and Newcastle in and around development. When he said about Flano's not going to fix it, um, he was talking about St. George, like they go back a lot, you know, the team that's won the most premierships in a row um, back in the, I think it was the early 60s, and they're, they're a massive catchment area out that side of uh, Sydney. When you fly into the airport there, you've got St. George Cronulla side by side, mm. yeah? And what he's basically saying in between lines is that they're not developing their own and they have to get back that. That's what's going to take them seven or ten years to rebuild it. And I think with the Ben Hunts and that, you just can't release your marquee players. He's saying that because you just can't replace them because they don't have the depth. Um, and of course, he's a you know he's obviously grandfather's uh, Reg Gasney was a legend of the game. Um, and he's saying like we got we need to really sort out stuff. Off the football field and around our own area mm. before we yeah, actually that was interesting. talk about you know who the who the players are and I f- I found that part because I never ever thought about that about St George because no. spoke to Newcastle about it they got the same problem about their catchment area the Warriors and their development of course the Auckland Rugby League taking their players as we've heard to Manly um, and here we have a, an inner city suburb of St George having problem with their own recruitment and their recruitment drive in their own area it's it's an interesting space. Yeah, interesting takeaways from that conversation with Mark Gaznia, the legend that played for the Dragons, New South Wales, and the Kangaroos. We're going to shoot off, and we'll come back, and we'll catch up with Paulie Moati, because we've got a wee clip to play for you, Tony Kemp. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Keeping you healthy this winter.